0: And we say, welcome to another week's edition of uh, Live Tuesdays. Oh, yes. So, this time around, uh, I I just need to let you know that the station is Cool 97 FM out of Jamaica. And what a show we have lined up for you today. We're celebrating 70 years of Maritone music, and we'll be talking with Monty Blake of the legendary Maritone Disco and featuring the Fab Five Band. We're highlighting the 70 years of Jamaican music history. Packed into two R's. Of Live Tuesdays. And we'll wait and and no further. We're going to get right into it. So we're thanking you for joining us and we're saying thank you as well to our sponsors. Here is some music from the Maritone Catalog. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. I
1: keep wondering. Your light means so much to me. I hope someday it will set us free. Love, deliver from the evil that men do. Lord, deliver from our lack of communication too. Love, deliver from the people who misunderstand. We must learn to love, if we are want to be right on. Teach us to love one another. To treat each man like a brother. Was made for you. So cheer up if you're feeling blue. We must do good when we can. It might make someone a worthwhile man.
0: the nation's coolest cool 97 of them and you're inside of Live tuesdays michael thompson dan thomas yeshika graham maritone sound system founded in 1950 by val blake father of the blake brothers trevor winston tyrone and monty notice they only have to go by their christian names their first names that's (laughs) it they are in that special league where you only mention the first name and everyone knows who you're talking about. They've provided a major launching pad for Jamaica's most successful dancehall DJs, also supporting artists by introducing their latest releases. They've done much for music in general. Maritone would go on to host events across the length and breadth of this beautiful island and later take merry music to major cities overseas. If you've been a part of those uh, tours to far-flung places and also neighboring islands you would have seen the mastery of the Merito crew while their talent series at VIP Club in Kingston provided a space for the development of artists who would become major players in Jamaican music we're going to allow our special guest Monty to tell us about those major players that he's rubbed shoulders with from the very get go and now we look to them on a pedestal in terms of what they have managed to accomplish but they owe in great part their success to the beginnings that Meritone
2: music gave them
0: hi monty how are you
2: uh, morning diane hi. Oh, i'm fine, fine. morning yes, here you <laughs> oh he said morning <laughs>
0: Good stuff. So, tell us about these early players. They had, well, certainly the artists. Who, because of Meritone music, they got their break. And whose names resound even today?
3: Okay. Um, well, let me first say that um, it, it's really a pleasure and a privilege to be on the program. And I give thanks. And um, I really, uh, you know, admire the work that Curtis is doing, especially on that tours for artists and everything. Having said that, I will just go on to say that in the older days, um, radio never played a lot of Jamaican music. And there were only two radio stations, and RJR was the main culprit. They they were apartheid to Jamaican musicians. So the only conduit that they had was the sound system and the jukebox. So because of Maritone's popularity, you know, most of the guys that cut records, as we call it then, you know, you made a song, you cut a record, would bring it to Maritone for us to play it at our dances. And this would, you know, this would really help them, you know, in putting their songs across to the, the general public and and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that is where it was until, you know, it even got further with, um, Maritone being asked, be a part of, um, uh, I think it was New Dimensions or Sound Dimensions studio that approached Winston um, to do something to help to bring new artists to the recording industry at that time. They figured they needed to get some fresh talent. And uh, Winston, um, you know, got his quantitative from the Gleaner and from the JBC and they started the talent Search. Um, and uh, they, they, they had a few ads out in the paper, and the it, it turnout was tremendous. I mean, a lot of people came to audition, and um, you know, they out of that they got some very good talent, of which you have one of the leading singers in Jamaica, Barry Samuel, is one. Um, the Mighty Diamonds who are up for national awards, and um, I, I see we are the longest lasting singing group here in another um Rudy Thomas, Cynthia Sloss, Winston's wife. Um and there was um you know a lot of people came out the Scotch Dance Group and um you know uh, Merlin Brooks um uh, and some other guys, you know. So um you know it was really, really a good a good thing for, you know, Mary to do and um we're proud to see that you know these works are producing artists of quality and and longevity um as we say
0: now as a record producer because uh, you were sound system operators record producers some of maritone talk about getting your hands in all the all the pots So, as a record producer now some of maritone's finest releases and Cynthia Schloss's Love Me yeah. Forever, Surround yeah. Me With Love, Hopeton yeah. Lewis's Grooving Out on Life. Huh? Yeah. They, these songs played in the legendary Turntable Club. That was before my time, he hears it. But I have heard about <laughs> Turntable Club. Turntable <laughs> <laughs> but I have heard of Turntable Club, the famous Turntable Club. For those of us who didn't get a chance to see that venue, that famous venue, paint a picture for me.
3: What did this? Oh, uh, paper like? club came about, you know, when vendors uh, were getting scarce. You know, most you know most nightclubs have a lifespan, and um, usually, like the Sombrero Club, I don't know what happened. It got into demise. The uh, VIP club became a bank. And, um, you know, like we used to be at um, Bread Gathering, and that became a home for the aged. So we, we decided that we need to find a home. And we stand found one on Bread Hills Road, um, and it's called the Turntable Club. Um, a lot of people didn't see it as, you know, as, as it was t- going to turn out as it was because the parking didn't look good. You know, you know, most nightclubs are in a like a shopping mall where you have adequate parking. But you know, that little space there didn't have a lot of parking. But you know, it defied the odds, mm-hmm. and it was opened in '72 by Mr. Um, Dudley Thompson, and you never look it never looked back. It lasted 29 years, where between violence and you know maybe the aging, you know, you know, with, with it, uh, you know, its demise. But during that period. It saw uh, many, many great things. The name turntable actually means that records were going to be played by vinyl. But as, that was the format in the day. Uh, and um, most nightclubs, I don't know if people know, never had, you know, recorded music. It was always live music. Until, you know, later in the day, they would have a sound system filling the little blanks when the band took a break. But other than that, when the band took a break, there was just silence until they came back. So we started the Turntable Club uh, for vinyl, and um, you know, it really took off. Um, one of the great things about Turntable Club is that the luminaries that visited and it was a melting pot because, it, you know, from the average person in the street, you know, your eggler, you know, your plumber, you think could rub shoulders with the cream of the crop of society. It was a place like, for example, Bob Marley, um, late Prime Minister Manley. Um, this is Portia Simpson Miller, uh, before she was Miller, and just um, you could just about any who was who would 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 come to turntable. and it, you know some of the reputed gangsters would be in there, you know, and uh, they would just mix it was a melting pot, and nobody felt anyway like there was any class or race problem at the, at the club because the music was really the glue that pulled it all together.
0: Well, no, no, here comes the question that is more than likely running through the minds of many people right now. When is the book coming out?
3: Oh, well, the book (laughs) is being written as we speak at the moment. It's it's being written by um, Arnold C. Bertram and um, it's uh, Clyde McKenzie. And on the committee is uh, Vonnie Brown. Uh, let me get rid of that one. On the committee is Ronnie Brown and um, Norma Brown, uh, my daughter Monique and myself. And we uh, we have gotten about 30 pages so far, and we're reviewing it. Um, we're going to have a meeting with Mr. Bertram because we want this book to be uh, has a voice that everybody can understand. You know, it it is a piece that should be, well, you know, your whole marathon story should be several books, but we don't want it to be that. You know, we want it to be entertaining, full of visuals, and something that you take up all the time to really go through and get anecdotes and you laugh and stuff like that. I think it should be something not just historical, because one of the greatest assets of marathon is breaking down sound barriers, social barriers rather. So you have to understand the sound system in that day was a no no for mega class people. And that was what they branded us as middle class. uh, Just like how Rastafari was frowned upon, and even the great Marcus Garvey with birthday today, middle class people had virtually nothing to do, not not many of them. And these things are turning out to be some of the things that define Jamaica. The sound system, you know, our music and our culture. All right. No. So you... <laughs> this book is being written. We have promised a delivery by December. So we're hopefully that, you know, they get done.
0: So, all right, we're going to be generous because of what's happening now and everything is topsy-turvy. We're going to give you till March next year. All right.
4: So we'll give you three extra months. That sounds good. Yeah, it's
3: a Jamaican production. March March is very good, babe. I don't know how you got there, but that's what I thought about only yesterday. (laughs)
4: yesterday.
3: In my mind, you know why I got it. I was figuring the launch would be somewhere around there.
2: Me, truth, truth, truth be told, I think, I, coincidentally, I don't think Dan even remember. Matt, is your birthday, is it? Is it?
3: Yeah, I realize,
2: <laughs> no, I realized it wasn't for that, but it's just coincidental. Yeah. It just seems to be You know, I'm saying, you know, anything Jamaican
3: Tell so you add some time to it, and you'll be all right. You know, my daughter is here, and she's having a time. I just entered to Jamaica, and
0: Yes, that is just how it is. <laughs> That's how it is. And it's That's a Jamaican production, so it's going to go that way. No,
3: as they say in Jamaica, so it's set. <laughs>
0: there's no changing that either. Yeah, now, no, no, I need to find out from you, because the wealth of information, and I can tell you, our cool listeners are glued. They've heard you on the station before many times, but every time you pay us a visit... You come with something we didn't know. So now we're going to, and you know, Live Tuesday interviews are not set in stone. We don't go a hard and fast way. We're just all over the place and, just
3: and we just cover it. Right, are you preaching to the Pope, you know, Right, okay. <laughs>
0: now, Pope Monty, listen to this now. Talk about your dad, Val Blake. What was he like? What Do uh, you remember what his vision was when he started it? How old were you round about the time that you became involved with it or saw okay, him um, inaugurate
3: uh, it? My dad, my dad was a dapper dude, you know, he was well-dressed, always. You know, most men of the time were, you know, most men of that era were well-dressed, yeah. Um, can I tell you, he never had a vision for sound system. And the first time he was approached, he frowned on it, just like most mega class people do, 'cause they used to dance the bands but the the boys Winston and Trevor came to Kingston, they came to school Vince, Trevor came to Casey and Winston went to Marsnitz. Mm. and they were fixed they were went at crossroads racing for the bus they used to live in Kencut. And they heard the sound system skyrocket and they were just mesmerized to hear this nice sounds coming out of the speakers and stuff. I went over to talk to the guy, the one who was a Chinese gentleman. And he encouraged them, you know, tell you that to start a sound system and tell you that and they went home with this brilliant idea, bubbling and you know, he kinda of burst the bubble and said, No. No no, no, no. <laughs> So uh, yeah. right. I think he used to be, you know, argument his um, earnings because he worked with the uh public works department, now called Ministry of Works. Yes. And selling radios part-time after work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he pondered it, you know. I think economics had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you know, what is true. Let me try what these little guys are suggesting. And the first Maritone box and the 20, it was a battery electric amplifier. And, uh, we used to play in what you call lawn, But lawn is not like what you have on your house now. Lawns was behind a bar or some like place to put up bamboo or coconut leaves. So you could, you know, collect you know, like one shilling or, you know, two shilling and start I, I to did. come in. Mm-hmm. We used to play in markets. After market, they used to wash it out and then you'd have the dance in Jealous and in Morant Bay. Oh, really? And that's the genesis of Maritone. And, 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 and we stayed in Morant Bay for 12 years. And until we came to Kingston in 1962.
0: Good point, this is a, Mikey. Do you think we're going to squeeze in any music
3: this morning? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is just it's too so, good.
3: You know, you know, when we talk about you know a sound system, you have to say that Maritone is an outlier, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that you know we're something special. I'm blowing my own here, and actually we're bespoke. Mm-hmm. We're blessed with personalities that are effervescent and really nice, like you know, Mikey Thompson. You, we can dance.
4: Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> dance to our
3: Everyone can dance, from Tyrone to Winston. As big as Mikey is, he's light on the foot. He can dance out oh, no, dance any DJ out there beautifully easily I put all my earnings on it you know <laughs> on my he's just a step boy you know? yes all the
4: girls
0: in Kool get their dance lessons
3: from yes, him please please up foot you know um, so you know even young lion you know he steps a sometimes you know it's in the blood you know no
4: you we've never seen that to your
0: music. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah thanks to my mother,
3: sometimes
4: you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah okay you, Monty we're just going to Ask you for a few minutes as we take our commercial break here on Cool 97SM. We're going to be continuing this very interesting talk with you on the other side of the half an hour. We were speaking with Monty Blake of maritone fame and we're hearing all the interesting tidbits and more on top of the plenty that we've been told over the years (laughs) the genesis of maritone disco we heard who's who passed through the sessions that turntable club there's more for you to learn between now and nine o'clock I, you and on. your brothers produced music for Cynthia Schloss Hopton lewis who we were just listening to. How is it that marital music uh, got into production?
3: Well, it's uh, it's... Uh first of all let me just say I'm I'm really unthrilled to hear all the idea you in your program.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, well yeah, I said, yeah, you know, this program deserves such support, you know. Yeah. And secondly I I just wanted to mention when we come to dances that Glenn Campbell yeah, he, he, he's good too. Yes, like that track. Most people didn't know Glenn used to manage Turntable one day. Really? Yeah, so, yeah,
4: yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Okay. Yes, Okay. Very
3: very We are blessed with great people in our, as you call it, our crew, in our cadre. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, record producing became a natural thing for Winston. Uh, Mike's brother, Dennis Thompson, is an engineer and. He's a very quiet, behind the scene person. He's not really up front, but he has a lot to do with Maritone also. And he did that Hope and Lewis thing. Even even songs that he didn't produce or his name is on it, he either lends his expertise or advice.
4: Mm.
3: And um, Maritone was so prolific in the old days, you know, that the Maritone label that was uh, put out by Federal. Um, you know, some of those weren't produced by Maritone, but because of the fact that Maritone was so popular, they used the label. And, of course, because we're not good businessmen, we, we didn't really make any money. Hmm.
0: That,
3: that record label is now sold to the Japanese. And they, and they call me all the time because they want to know more. They want pictures of my dad, my mother, where we went to school. You know, these people like history. Mm-hmm. So that is the marriage
0: only, with the Corey brothers were the one. Well, okay, so now we're going to get to someone who I truly admire and I look forward to the day when I walk in or I'm in studio and I just see this person appear. The sound system created space for artists to showcase their talent on spot and also to debut new recorded music to audiences. Lee Scratch Perry is ah. <laughs> known to have debuted Bob Marley's records at Maritone's Turntable Club, for example.
3: Yeah, that guy's a genius, eh? Oh,
0: yes.
3: Um, uh, <laughs> he, he and Winston were very, very close. Mm. And, you know, sometime when Winston was on tour and he had a new record, he would come to the Turntable Club when I was filling in on, on a Saturday night and he would sit there with a record in his hand and he would listen and then as soon as a record played that he feels that the record that he has just gotten hot off the press he would say the first copy comes to marathon he would come to me and said mr mr monte play this now and i said lee you know we don't do that we like to vet the record because we believe that music has to have a flow and he said, No, man, play it now. Let me tell you that. And boy, when I put it on the Bob Marley record, I would play it four times a night. <laughs> this guy knows the stuff. He knows it. He knows oh. it. Genius.
0: Yeah, true genius. Yes.
3: Oh. And uh, everybody used to bring records to Maritone, you know, like 90, um, you know, all of them. Because, friend, Maritone, play your record, you know. Mm-hmm. Good.
0: Another another audience gets exposure to it. Uh, a thing yes, of, a of
2: thing course. Of, a thing of quality has no fear of time. <laughs> uh,
3: no. so that's it, and uh, that's how we got into the association with the great Fab Five. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fab Five, they too have an illustrious career, and the fact that they, your paths have crossed is of interest to us as well. Because now, inside of today's edition of Live Tuesdays, we have brought as well Fab Five and they'll be speaking with, with us I figure it'll be Grub Cooper who will be speaking mm. with both, us
2: both Frankie and Frankie
0: Grub yes, will be yes, speaking uh, with us a, a little the dynamic
2: later. duo right <laughs> so we're
0: going to reserve some of the some of yes. that historical yes. part where you know, Fab Five crossed paths with Mary well,
2: well, until yeah. a little yeah. later yeah actually yeah, okay. Okay, tell you what we're going to do we're going to play uh, something from Cynthia uh, and have them and, and try and join all three in the mid
0: 97 FM. Right now, we are going to continue our conversation with Monty Blake of Maritone Disco and we have Frankie Campbell online of Fab Five. Now, Monty, uh,
3: yes. tell us... Uh, that, f- uh, that song is written by uh local, very great guy, um, Harold Butler. Yeah?
0: Wow, it was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, blimey. Man, okay. No. What other secrets is he going to tell us this
3: morning?
4: <laughs> What's it, what,
0: what is, uh,
4: what is, the, is our well, marital connection? Um, you know, the other day
3: we went to do something uh, for our uh, late great friend, Valia Matthew Johnson, yes. and I uh, happened to run into Berris and Dean and uh, Lloyd Parks and Grob uh, and some other great Jamaican artists oh. who were there to, you know, pay homage. And I was talking to a friend of mine who called the attention to mine. And he said, you know, Barry is the last one from that singing group that you all have, Total Togetherness. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, Merlene is not dead, but she's out of the singing thing. So you had Rudy Thomas, you had Barry Salmon and Cynthia Slot. They had a singing group called Total Togetherness. I don't know if a lot of people knew that.
4: Oh, No. No.
2: Well, I Mikey, didn't... you must have known. Yeah, man, I do. I do. Okay. How could I? There's some universe How could I let you get away?
4: <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay.
2: I was such out
0: too. Now, let's get to the connection, the history with Fab Five. Huh? Outline that for us.
3: Uh, the first connection is Fortis.
4: Uh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She she just turned purple. (laughs) And then, you know,
3: personally, personally, this is not uh, the opinion of anybody else but Monty. I would like to see part five. I say, I always mention them as the the live version of Marathon, you know. These guys play, you know, they're just fantastic, you know, the talent. Mm-hmm. And um, you know they they just play on and on and and you know usually the marathon don't have a problem whoever they play with and there have been a lot and a lot try to you know I just say do with someone boy <laughs> 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 it never happened because there's so much music and the marathon touch you know from become the they always play with him but flat five is a band you don't mess with when you play with them they went they go through all the marathon repertoire so you have to be. And you're and on when you play with these guys. They discipline the start on time, and they um, they really, 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 really are a great set of guys. And we work well together. We have a relationship, and we always will. And um, anything we do, they're a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. Uh, and I'm going to just want to mention a little anecdote. When Sinta used to have our Sunday brunch at turntable, something that shows you how great these guys are. We had a little blip when the performance was going on, when they were playing. And the power went, but nobody knew because the, the drummer just kept timing until the cops all came back and the band just tripped in and went out. Oh, it was like a really beautiful, beautiful moment. Most bands would stop, but not for they, they just did something.
2: very full, but they yield.
3: Okay, so
0: uh, let's bring Frankie Campbell in on the conversation.
2: Yeah, ma- I'm here. Hi, present. <laughs> Greetings, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: Greetings yeah, ma- once again.
2: <laughs> I, I'm telling you, yeah. you, you filled the airwaves this morning. Frankly, that, that that live set of um, series. I'm telling you, it, it was so enjoyable. We had friends in a mixed chat room. Oh, they, they they were head over heels. I mean, it is it is. You have to relate to us about this as well. That is an amazing set of CDs. Thank you.
0: Now, all oh, right. Just out sort of curiosity, because we do have uh, several foreigners on the on the island, who would have heard live Tuesday, well heard cool ninety seven mellow morning today, where Mikey was playing all of these live selections from uh, mm-hmm. the well from the live CD series. How many discs are there?
5: Um, oh, there is five. Five.
4: Five.
0: We did, yeah, we,
5: we did four in a, a few, the last year is really four, and then we did, um, to celebrate Jamaica's 50th anniversary, Independence, 2012, we did um, one one song per year, we did 50, 50 songs, which was 50 great Jamaican songs, and we did one song per year, hmm. so that was the 50th anniversary, that was the last one we did.
0: Are those so discs did, still available?
5: yeah basically they, um, you know you know, my should have a copy
0: mm-hmm.
5: but i can't get I can' get to you
0: but do you have them at your over to your headquarters
5: yeah, yeah well, we still have them we still have them available you know uh, the and stuff um but that's what we have been doing for the years
4: mm-hmm.
5: when something started in november nineteen seventy um westonmarathon uh marathon was well, it's been in has um, this from around, as you know. And of course, they were also producers of the most popular live show, live series at the time. And uh, we were, they were at VIP, and I don't know, news spread. We didn't have any internet at the time. Um, we <laughs> just had uh, and JBC, but somehow that concert at Holy, Holy Cross, um, the you know, Holy Childhood High School concert at Carter Hall in Apertory, and Vincent heard about it, Merton, And the following week, we were p- performing at the VIP. And uh, by January of 1971, we took our first trip abroad to Cayman with Merton. Can you believe that? In less than two months, we were on the road with Vincent and Merton,
4: oh, And the rest
5: of history I've been working with Merton ever since. And we were there when, when you mentioned Barris and Simpson, and, and all these people came on board. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been, you know, incredible because the person being just a disco, as you know, um, there were music people that produced songs, they um, produced shows, they discovered people, talent, they discovered talent. Vincent now I want to come to us and say, boy, listen, have you heard a new delicious song from Ken Booth? Have you heard a delicious song from the Tyler Ships or Spinner's or whatever? And when we, I want, Winston brought a song to you. I said, master, you have to learn it because we know it's going to be a hit. We're talking about songs that were are not, his just
4: enough.
5: couldn't hear a song, I know it's going to be a hit. And we call up and say, boy, find him, and we have, 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 have to do this song. And you know we listened we listen to it and we loved it I would I would tell you bought those days you buy you to buy a quarter five, you know. Mm-hmm. You bought a forty five. That's the only way you could learn that's the only way you could learn a, a song. Oh. You know I mean? mm-hmm.
4: So that's what we did.
5: Mm-hmm. Um um we didn't have paper callers cassettes weren't popular yet. And um we didn't really have a wheel to wheel paper callers. We have to go out and buy a water and learn it. How we did many, many great shows with, with, um, all over Jamaica for the, for the last 50 years and it's been wonderful. And we see, um Monty's carrying the flag, as you all know, and, and it's great to know that, Um Monty Ola, you know, all it's done what is marathon?
2: It's 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 seventy seventy years now, uh come November. Years yes, it's come and November, uh October seventy
5: and one. And yes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a fantastic combination, you know. Um but what but, but, but marathon as a discord have disc, disc, done for Jamaican music a lot of the younger people never understand and 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 really appreciate. And that's why the book. Once the book comes out, then a lot of people know exactly what they did because that's one of the first disco that was just more than a disco. Mm-hmm. There were there music a musical group. Um, there were just so many more things than just being a disco. It's incredible what they did. Um, so many firsts What that band that i been telling you about, and, and and I'm sure. A lot of people are, once the book comes out, you know, but it just really changed the whole musical landscape, and of course it traveled all over the world, promoting Jamaican music. You know, um music generally, but of course promoting Jamaican music. And um, they've been happy to know that we were part of that whole team for fifty, fifty-one 51 years.
2: Uh,
3: from the
5: very beginning. Okay. Okay. Mikey, 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 you were at Kids at that time, right?
2: Yes,
3: Elvis.
0: I, I hear Monty coming
3: in. Yes, Frankie. Um, you know, I think you should really make mention of one of your greatest recordings. In my my estimation, it's um, "It's Asking for Love," and I remember when you gave it to us on that Melrose label. That was a over thirty years ago. Oh no! Well, thirty-three like nights, forty something. Yeah, forty years ago.
5: Yeah. 40, 40,
3: years forty years ago, and and we still play it every night. Oh, yes.
5: Yeah. Well yeah thanks to thanks to um marathon and things of quality have no fear of that,
3: Indeed, good music
5: come mm. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. you know um, but this is our standards very high um you know maritone marathon set a very high standard of, of what they play and um, that's 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 the one that we, we you know we came out from um uh, have to give credit to baron lee also um apparently as a big band of the day when papa had just started and of course when we were in casey and our, our school apparently would have been a band um so between Burnley and maritone they set they set the, the standard. yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
3: we used to play with him a lot during the breaks yes mm. well he was
5: oh, a yeah. jealous man <laughs> 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 well, <exactly. laughs> you know um but then um, afterwards when Papa came on the scene, bands used to stop after each song and they would they would they would make us they would talk. You know, they would say, No, that was that was a song by such and such and no one will repeat and such and they were sit here. And um, and then we discovered that this would have to be competing by that time in the early 70s, because was really uh started to take over had, yeah. the dance yeah. scene. And I was no way because back in the 50s and, and 60s, it was really a scene of a live bands, live music, uh, playing on um, dances and stuff, apart from concerts and shows. But by the 70s, this started start to take over. I was say, no way, this was totally take over. So we were the first band to play Man on series, <laughs> as you hear on the recording. It not break, of course, uh, with the incredible group of people uh, and the team, Yes. The, 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 the memory, the provides instant for hundreds, thousands of songs, which I mean, not many people in the world can claim that to, the, to be able to, in the middle of a set, we have not played a song for 10 years, and somebody in the audience requested a song. Not by a song, somebody's song, whether it be a John Old song or a Barry song or somebody. Huh? And I would go to a Pharisee's plane and his friend his ear and said, you know you know certain i and shake his head and say yes sir. and then i'll go go to Sydney and get the keys right and i'll pass word around and I will start to rolling and start their song so the mother must have never song on the bandstand sorry we, it, do have, we do have we
0: do we do have to take a break right now frankie we're actually into the flight time so now we're going to go back to our interview on Q97.
2: dancing feet while asking for love thing of quality has no fear of time this is really one of the great ones don't you agree with that
0: oh yeah I have this in my collection <laughs> now I'm going to ask uh, let's see if it me go firstly to Monty Monty this that's song, my... as you indicated, it's literally a song that's played every day. Some station somewhere in Jamaica plays it every day. And no doubt you probably play it every day at home. But okay. the significance of this song back in the day, how, ma- how major a player was it or an influencer <laughs> was it
3: to me, <laughs> That's music? a good question. You know, I'm laughing because of the answer I'm going to give you. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the old days, if you couldn't dance, you really couldn't get a girl. Let's put it that way. It's that oh. simple. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> everybody
3: had to be. You had to be able to dance. Mm-hmm. And like for us boys, you know, like we used to be at home, you know, we had one little cousin, poor little thing. Everybody was practicing to spin and to step and all of that with our you know. So when you go out now, you're well dressed. Probably have on you. Yeah, we're
0: hearing
3: you. Oh,
0: it looks like we've lost Monty.
4: Hmm,
0: not good. We're hearing all, all about the, the dance. Um, Dan. Oh yeah, there you are. Hmm. Okay. So, until we get Monty back on the line, yes,
5: yeah, Frankie, tell us uh, about the
0: significance of this yeah, song. All
5: um, <laughs> younger ones listen. the younger ones listen when, when Monty said to dance. We mean dancing with a girl in you know?
4: them. Mm-hmm. I mean young people don't
5: dance with don't dance with boys, don't dance with girls anymore. But so when Monty said learn, learn to dance, we mean dancing with a partner.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So I Right stepping. We call it stepping, right? And and of course we've got the to merit on today. Anyway he's playing you see people stepping. Yes. Um mm-hmm. um and of course that's what he means when he said practice and you no know, means you see one kind of dance uh, the dancer and the girls are the other kinda of like no. <laughs> so um when top that the dance can follow it it's called kind a of step-up.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: you know, um and so you find that people love to dance, shit on the dance floor, songs like that. You yeah. know, and um I want to thank, in French, like I said before, people like Maritona and so stuff. When we recorded that in all the way back in 1978, so the song is now what for, 43 for years ago, can imagine that? Um, mm-hmm. but, but good thing about good music though is, um, and Mike will tell you, is that all above Mali songs, fresh today mm-hmm. and I don't know if Bob Marley recorded anything over the last 10 years or so. I can't remember if he has been in the studio.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, so always, always, that his music is it's so fresh because he spent the time
4: yeah.
5: when he was recording back in the days in the census to really make sure that his recordings were, were of the absolute best quality. So they have stood the test of time and they sound so fresh to me, you know. And the same thing we tried, Pop 5 has tried it over the years. You know, um, there's a lot of disposable music around now. And um, you hear the songs. I, a year afterwards, I said, you I want that song, but when it disappeared. And it's great to know that Pop 5, um, we we've had songs that have lasted 40, 50 years, you know, um, from starting with um, to make with people like when we went to the studio with Johnny Nash and stuff, you know, and, and, and those songs have remained firm favorites, and the quality of the songs have been, because guess what, we played music, we, we didn't just make a beat, um, you know, at least asking for all of it, and I went, talking about live streams. people are playing live, everything there's live, you know, we play live play everybody's live, you know, Peter Scarlett is singing, everything is you know, really fantastic. Song written by Ricky Waters, by the way, one of our guitarists back in the
4: day.
5: Wow. So, you know, once you set a certain standard, um, like cool, but cool has done, you know, that's a standard, um, that can't be denied. Mm-hmm. When you turn on cool, you're going to be hearing a certain standard of music. If any genres we are during the course of the day, and I'm not saying that everybody's going to like all the genres every day,
4: mm-hmm.
5: but guess what? 90% of the time you're going to be hearing something and cool that you like. And that's, the one, that's what, um, you know, our standard that we set, right? Our mandate is that once you're playing on the dance floor, playing for a party, we, 90% of the people must enjoy the music 90% of the time. We must lose more than 10% of the, of, of the people. Tell and, us the- and I think that's what, uh, that's the standard that they have to have taken from people like the, Mar- the marathon group over the years. Frankie. Once you go to marathon, hmm? Go ahead.
0: Tell us about... To- Peter Scarlet and uh, the whole KC formation or certainly influence on the formation of Fab
2: Five. Jamaica don't know much about Peter Scarlett. Yes. You, uh, maybe oh. you can give us a further insight.
0: And we let's yeah, just man. register our thanks to Ricky Wallace for pinning that absolutely beautiful Walter. song. Yeah.
5: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, we basically started KC myself. Frankie, um, of course, Steve she's rolling off for a good rhythm guitarist. And Peter Scarlett was the lead singer. We're well, from Casey. Then we have Conrad Cooper and Grove Cooper from Blind School. But so you know that both of them, um Conrad died a couple years ago, um or physical, um uh, visually handicapped. So basically we were a Casey band because Grub, although he didn't go to Casey, was a Casey band also. Everything Casey, no more, more, more Casey than I did. <laughs> that's, that's how financial group has been over Casey over the years. So. We were known, known to as a Casey fan. And we were, we were coming from a group called Sing Out Jamaica. Connor was the musical director of Sing Out, and I was the cast coordinator. We were a young youth group, of course, at the time. And we formed Sing Out all over Jamaica. We had, at one time, we had over 5,000 young persons involved in Sing Out. Um, it, it's a group that they put a positive message to pop music. We, we recorded our original songs, or we wrote original songs, inspired the young people today, you know, to do the right things. And that's the you know, this so you know, it was top five. And of course, we are all, you know, 40s people, Casey people. So there's, I don't know if it's just how long it's just, look, Winston went to KC. don't think those plans that, you know, as two KC entities that have gotten together. But you know, we just got together as Casey. So, Peter Scalic was always there. You know, Peter did not sing in the choir, in Casey's choir. There were a few musicians out of, of Casey at the time oh, did to, not sing in the choir. How he managed to escape oh, that? Escape
2: escaped Doug, yeah. Doug Forrest. He uh, <laughs> managed to escape it changed that.
5: changed the singer I've ever seen. I mean, with that voice that he had. I don't know how Barry Davis didn't force him to sing in the choir at the time. Because I'm sure the most of them know that he had a great voice. Where you talk to people at Loving there who came to the choir, and a lot of those old time or some back in the 60s. It's once once thing where Casey we are audition in first form, because the problem is that the trebles, unlike ladies, unlike Diane and, and, and her group of ladies, once you have a voice, it's there. Unfortunately, when you have to get a treble from first and second form, because by each third form, you, you get coarse and big and tough, and your voice changes therefore, they have to keep on putting in the trebles to the choir. They were fine. You could sing after the triples up to that big month, but you have to get to the triples in in first form. So what Barry Davis at the time was audition every single first form and get and get the top 20 triples to sing in the choir. And then I hold it with Peter Scarlet. But... Um, after uh, so, uh, but later uh, uh, on in that case we had a group called Machinist and Peter was the lead singer to the machineist. Yeah, I was in the machineist and and a couple other people like Michael Charles and you know Ed Wallace. That's um, Ed Wallace that who does um it wasn't the form of law. Um, under the law. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's right. Um he was the leader of the group. What? And have yes, to believe that. Eddie is a good singer.
0: You see all oh, the stories so, coming out. So I very
5: former group of the Martians, and Peter was a lead singer. When POP5 started, he wasn't, Peter also wasn't knocking, you But when POP5 started, we actually were at the Broncos before, and David Dobson, another Casey man, used to come and jam with us at the Broncos before we actually became POP5. But a year later, in 1970, after uh, so we went on a single tour, to Bobby, guy and Trinidad, we came back and we were going to be Formula Road Band. Um, they were asked just to be lead singer, because we realized that Peter had a great voice. And then Peter became our first lead singer, and then, broke, you know, worked in his himself as the second lead singer. So Peter was there for the first decade in the 70s, until he left. And, um, you know, we recorded three songs that day, a song called Black Man Be Proud, asking him for love, and disco pot. Disco This, this actually became quite popular also. But we didn't dream that that song, for the two years later, would be playing everywhere. Yes, even, indeed. Even the dance disco played that song. Tell that.
0: Yeah, because it's you a classic. It is indeed a classic. And you know, right now on the phone line, we've brought in Grob Cooper. So we're really going to round out this whole conversation this morning as we speak with Monty Blake of Maritone, Frankie Campbell, and Grub Cooper of Fab Five. Welcome to Cool 97 FM's wow. Live Tuesday again, Grub, How are you?
2: <laughs> 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 let, let, let me say, let me say, what well, is Grubby? <laughs> when you're singing, it you know, like you're singing um, Night Nurse, and with, you know, I mean, you said, um, what this is a patient by the name of Gregory, Gregory you grubby. said, What grubby is grubby? grubby. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> welcome, mm-hmm. welcome, grubby. <laughs> yeah, Grub? Everything's good? Good, good wonderful to have you.
0: Oh, well, and we're hoping you are too. Tell us about the significance in through your certainly from your vantage point, the significance of meritone disco.
6: Well. Well this amazing thing, you know, I, I heard about Merrittone. Merritton's reputation preceded him. When I was going to JC School of Agriculture, um it's probably like what, maybe sixty eight ish, um, sixty seven. The first time I actually ran into Meritone was up there. He came to play at we called Merrittone for one of them dances. The, the different um groups used to have Parties like first year party, second year, third year party, you know, big thing. And um I can't remember, it could have been a graduation, you know, a god ball. And somebody on the thing said um, you're tuning to Meritune Discotheque. And I was, I was amazed by the music at the time. I said what, I, I was in, I said what, how this man play everything so nice and all the hits and everything. And the sound, the sound was fantastic because a lot of times um, some of the original sound system type things, the the sound quality wasn't the greatest. You know, they, they tried to create power, but not so much quality. But when you listen to, um, when I was to Maritone that night, the thing sounded like all the recording supposed to sound. And I was impressed from that time. And then as it turned out, as Frankie was saying, that we had an association with Maritone, over the years um you know first the torrent thing and there was one other thing that hasn't been mentioned he was the centerpiece of the first official <clears throat> party on lime key together with a gentleman called bonnie francis we, we had a party for two days it was called sister a merit was at the center of that presentation so people bring them sleeping bags we bring generator we bring food we bring everything I were on Lime Key for two days. Yeah, and I remember that, that that stuck in my mind. It, you know, so Maritone was always into all this sort of well, cutting edge for one of a better word, a better terminology. He was always like on the forefront of stuff. Before on a matter of fact, um certain things that people do know. Maritone is a uh, Winston when he was um, on set, you know, sometimes Trevor was on set and sometimes um different ones on him. I think maybe Monto was on set too sometimes Winston come in late at night or Winston would have him fudge on man and little little things that he would put into the music to sort of add a little spice to it. And many times he would sing lines or he would sing a dub it on the spot. You know. <clears throat> like he would sing a thing like I'm one of you falla you know, in the middle of a song that had that in it, him cutting and him do stuff like that. So probably without even knowing, he he would have influenced a lot of these people. Running song into song was another thing that he did, you know, um programming. You know, and and the the in programming, you know, you have to have a keep keep the beat a certain kinda of way. So that the dancing flows and they change the thing. Yeah, Winston did all them kinda of things some way back. And like I say, it's always now in hindsight, because at the time we don't know stuff, you know, we, we do things like Frankie said, so we do our, our thing and record stuff, we insisted on quality, but we never knew that 40 years after, you know, asking for love would still be alive and kicking. And 70 years after my and alive and kicking, you know, they were the blueprint for, for the modern day disco thingy. As a matter of fact, at one point, time, um, When Maritone became Maritone discotheque, because discotheque was the international term for a more gentle form or a more sophisticated form of of a sound system. And after a while, it became Maritone disco. And then after a while, it became Maritone. Because what, Maritone is a brand. You know, you no longer look at Maritone as a disco thingy. Mm -hmm. You know, it spread over radio, spread over the whole music industry as a pioneer internationally ambassad- ambassadorial status as, a, as, a, as an organization. And so I'm very impressed with what the Maritone family has achieved over the years and continue to do. And like Frankie said, a lot of the young people don't know, they, they're not aware. It's very important for the people who lay the groundwork and who do what they do. And I must big up Craig for being on the team and my kitty and all of that to keep that legacy going and it will keep going and it it, it has done and it will keep going.
5: Good um, Diana, let me jump in here talking about the live the life series um, in 1979, I mean, sorry, ni- 1999, I said we you know this issue, but then we need to document what we do, what we have been doing for at that time 30 years. And that's how the live series came about. As, as I said it would be unfair for the for or grandchildren and stuff to come up and not know what we did. But it, and it spent know 50 years at the time to 30 years. So we said, OK, we're going to be switching some of the top Jamaican songs along with top night songs and do these series. So um, we, we released really it first at first, one which was part one. And we called Carl Dawkins, came to the office, and we're playing their album, and Carl Dalton said, one hand, drink and go, I want to get one of them answers to sing the song. I want to get 10 of them answers to sing the album. Blow so all of a sudden, satisfaction started. And, 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 and him said, Carl Dalton said, wait, what, I'm going to sing Pani's? I do singing Pani's. And then he said, we've so got some Pani's, singing all of those voices. I can't believe it, because that was one of the incredible things about Grover. I don't know how talk about himself, sir, I'm talking about him. Is that, Grover has this knack of soul enlightens people. I don't know how he does it.
4: We
5: you, right. you know, yeah, but are listening to their Yeah, series. when does... Wonder, always not
2: we were talking about know? this morning, Frankie, Diana and now, about said, boy, this man sounds so much like all these artists. He's amazing, he's a genius.
5: <laughs> so uh, uh, to, go, to go up there I don't know you to do it. At least people have to understand that God is one of a kind. You know. now, I don't know if anybody else in, in, in Jamaica who could, could or can do what God is doing. So God you manage to do that and still seem like everybody else. You don't practice anything, you just do it. How is that possible? <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> well. That's a I secret would... he will never
1: reveal. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I
2: could. I wish I could explain. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, We're going to a song. We'll come back to you right after the break. Let me come back to the point you're making about seeing bands traveling in the in, 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 in in all across Jamaica. Now, consider, for what you're saying, you can't expect them to go and learn all the songs, thousands of songs, but they have a crop of songs which have been put together in the uh, top 100 and they're about uh, of great Jamaican songs. Now, Jamaica School of Music um, or Manley M- M- School of Fidavijia have, have been turning, turning out a number of great musicians right, who, who want to hold their skills and and, and to be heard. They, they, they need to have a situation where these bands, because the bands were at the time were for entertainment purposes mainly, uh, they were dancing but they were entertainers. They need, I think, to have, they have they're producing these, these students and these graduates. Uh, uh, and at home the skills have become so proficient at the instruments they need to be heard we need not to have more live bands so they can travel across the nation and, and really put together um, to do what you're used to see happening before in, in, in the early days and, and might I add that you being Fab Five could probably even take mm-hmm. out a, a couple of um, maybe a drummer or bass player and really Bring them to 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 the class that you are. Uh, you know, it's a suggestion. I'm hoping it's, it can find uh, further with you.
6: It's not mm-hmm. a it's not a bad suggestion, but guess what? We are we are uh, a name and, and and a face. We have the Fab Five organization, but the face is you we know, Frankie.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, oh It's
6: yes. not the same, so it's personality, so say Fab Five coming. He may go about or anywhere and then there was a group of Frank in a medicine a Fab Five. This. So there won't be Fab Five the way we know it if there is a continuum. But having said that, the young people they don't see either they like like to throw away money or they don't see value in being a dance man. They want the quick to back a big artist run for three, four months. And then their old image and whatever is gone into oblivion. And you you really shouldn't go to Edna Manley College, you know, the vision of performing arts, especially the performing arts part, to play two or three cards behind an artist. So why would you have studied there for three years? The things that you know, you can't express yourself, really. So you have to carve out your own niche. I told them, I told some of them once, I look, trade as a body, because you have many, many bands. Frankie can tell you more about that. You have at least, you know, 40, 50 bands each year that come out of Edna. Different permutations, different style, different things. And um some of them lasted three months, four months, because the key member with the centerpiece gone to play with John Brown and gone tour. So the band has to form all over again to build their sound and all of them things. If they were to trade as a body where all these young musicians form a little organization, they could start creating work. Like I said, unless they don't see the value of playing on the road, because they say their music is so great, they're young people, then the bands are there, it's their contemporary, so go there and play the music when supposedly so great and make money. But nobody does that. Because really, the music is disposable. A lot of it is studio-generated, you know, meaning by an engineer, etc. So the whole purpose of playing live is lost on these graduates, and that is really where the problem the problem lies. Uh, and
5: and another point, another point, Rob, is that um, Dan Michael is that they they don't believe in playing other people's music. A lot of the young people don't want to play other people's music. Right. They want to play all original songs. It's well, what they want to say, Bamali. They don't, they don't know that when Bamali started, he used to tune other people's songs also. You know, Whitney's uh, son, he recorded and she did other people's songs, all the Gnich, uh, two other people's songs. In Jamaica, they've made many the young people. They're not talking about the songs. They're the only original songs. So it's very hard, Michael, for you to so take a group and, and present them. I'm hearing one of two original songs. It's rough, it's hard. I mean, how many people can, you know, know that the songs sound good or not? You know, um, that's, that's one of the reasons for the success of Cool. You can rest so assured that in half an hour of listening to Cool, you're going to be some of your favorites. I'm not saying every song is going to be your favorite, but it will be hearing some of your favorite songs. Don't care what genre it is. And that's, and that's, that's one of the reasons for the success of Cool. You know, so that multiple is popped private cool baritone, etc. But the thing that that, I thought, therefore, there's no light bulbs in your no continuum. It, it, it will happen, you know. Um, and um, that, So I don't know how we're going to be. That's why I recorded the albums, so that when we're gone, people can play themselves. I said, this is how we thought This is part of history. You know, we have never been to school. We have never been to any manly school of music, so... Papa, for the for the young kids coming up. Never have been invited to play. Whoa, that's a very strange thing. And we have offered, but offers to let Papa come on there and do a lecture demonstration. You know, actually the young people here, the first year students here, our you know professional band, don't go about it, but have never been invited.
2: That is true. I'm floored. We are. <laughs> wow things are coming to bomb. bump.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, that is a terrible oversight. A terrible oversight that needs to be rectified. Okay, so uh, all who have ears to hear, let them hear. All uh, right now, uh, the future. Oh, because both Maritone and Fab Five are interproductions. Mm? The future of Maritone and of Fab Five. Before we close this interview, let's hear from you. What? Do, how does the future look?
2: Let's say from 5-5 five, five first, end, uh, end first, because I have to get the one after, three beautiful. four. Yes. Okay, so 5-5, five, 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 go ahead.
6: The thing is, um, the future is always bright. Planning in the mind is always perfect, and all of that. But you know, this thing is so transient, with pandemic and all kind of mm-hmm. things around, and um, we don't know what's going to happen down the road. But we're certainly not short on ideas. Our plans, because frankly I always believe in milestones. So we try to shape that and we have followed milestones throughout our career. That's important for continuum and also to reinvent yourself. Because a lot of, um bands have been around for a while, they are be- artists, individual artists, they become irrelevant because they don't reinvent themselves. So the plans are all there. We plan to make more recordings, you know, um Doing stuff that we always wanted to record, just doing originals. We're um, venturing into other little things in um, maybe outside of music. You know, you, you never know. But because, like I said, the whole pandemic thing has given us a different mindset and headspace. Indeed, that it has done with most performers. because no one knew that the music world would stand still because of COVID, and it has been so for the last near two years, right? But um you know you don't have to worry about us and what we'll create as long as we have health and stuff and we're on the road even afterward we, we are always are making a contribution as long as we are in this world yeah
0: and if you didn't re- realize it folks uh... Fab Five is on quite a few of our commercials <laughs> that you'll hear <laughs> on on radio stations and on television stations. So I like that. They can also pivot for the, in that direction. Now, we're going to get Monty before yes. we close.
2: Well, but, uh, well, we're going to say thanks to you. Don't mm-hmm. go away, Frankie, because uh, we're going to get Monty on this, on this line, <laughs> all right? Uh, we can't do three-word time. But um, I'm going to say to you, my brother, health and strength, love you so very much. And we're here for you always, Cool 97FM. Fab Five Merito. So, Grub, we'll talk later, alright?
6: Yeah, man. No problem. <laughs> and thanks to Cole, thanks to you all for having us. And Cole is up there and they carve out their nation and they're doing great. Happy give for them.
2: Give, give thanks, my brother. Alright, yeah, um, we're going to get on to Monty in a bit, but just to sure. show that uh, Fab Five did some great songs in a quick succession of <laughs>
4: i you
0: we Head out, Monty. Just give us your perspective on the future of maritone. Okay, Monty, yes. Here. Oh, okay, just checking that we haven't lost you again. What's your perspective on the future of maritone? Hello, uh, your your pros- we're asking about your perspective. Are you hearing me now?
3: Yes. I okay. Am. What's I, your
0: perspective uh, on the future of Maritone?
3: Hello? I'm going wrong with the line.
4: I
0: don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're, we were trying to get uh, Monty's view on the future of Maritone just before we close uh, live Tuesdays. But before, just in case we do eventually get him, I'm just going to take this time to say thank you to, to Frankie, Grub Cooper, and Monty Blake for being our guests this morning inside of Live Tuesdays. So to you, our cool listeners, thank you ever so much for having joined us from 7 o'clock this morning all the way back to 9 a.m. Noran Price, thank you for the great social media push that you gave this morning's show it's appreciated Yoshika and Mikey, thank you so much